What's good, everybody? It's your man, the myth, the legend, the voice, bringing you this week's time out. This is where we take a step back and assess the game of life, looking to have strategies to bring us true success. This week's thought, you know, right? Tim Duncan. It's fairly pride in me. We know that he was born in the Virgin Islands, U.S. Virgin Islands, that is. And knowing about him, you may know that swimming was his first love. Do you know how he moved from swimming to basketball, though? It was because Hurricane Hugo came in and wiped out the only Olympic-sized swimming pool in the U.S. Virgin Islands. You know that he is a five-time NBA champ. If I ask you his position, you say powerful. If I ask you his team, definitely say the Spurs. But did you know that he was named one of the 75 greatest players in NBA history? What about him leaving the NCAA in rebounds in his final season at Wake Forest? Okay, like maybe who he's dating? How about he was married for 12 years while he was on the Spurs team? And he's got three kids, two of them by his uh, wife whom he divorced and another by his girlfriend four years after the divorce. Y you know Tim Duncan, right? Did you know that he likes Renaissance Fairs and Dungeons and Dragons? Probably not, but that's because we know him, but we don't really know him, right? Makes me think of the disciples that walked on the road to Emmaus after Jesus resurrected. He joined them on that walk. They knew of his testimony. They were probably a part of the 70 that he sent out to pave the way for him. They had heard of the testimonies of uh, Mary who had been to the tomb and found it empty. And they'd even heard about how the disciples ran to the tomb as well and how Peter and John looked in and they saw the tomb was empty too, but they still didn't believe. It wasn't until after Jesus reminded them, took them all the way back to Moses' time and brought them up to what was then the time after his resurrection that they understood who he was. And it was after he revealed himself that they then believed that Jesus had risen from the dead. Uh, so much so that that took place at dinner. And as they were eating and he broke the bread, then they believed. But they had Jesus there with them because it was too late for him to, you know, really travel alone. And they decided after knowing that it was him to go back to Jerusalem. It was like, yeah, it may have been too late. It may have been dangerous, but you know, we got to go back and let the people know what's going on. They, they truly believed after he revealed himself because they knew about him and they knew the things that he said. They knew the things that he did, but there was still a part of them that did not believe because they really didn't know him. You know Jesus though, right? At least you know what others have told you about him. Is that the real him? See, back then they thought he was going to be this military political leader like David or Judah Maccabee or even Barabbas. They were looking for him to restore self-rule. For many of us today, we believe that uh, Jesus is, is going to give us everything that we want. 
you know, or uh, we'll never be sick, you know, or that we'll never have any trouble when we're following Jesus. But do we really know? See, he came to establish his reign. And that reign was over the hearts of men. It was never for men to have control, but rather for us to surrender our control over to him. See, he gave us the gift of free will. And he gave us that gift because he wanted us to choose him ourselves, not do it because we had to. I mean, think about it. You ever been over somebody's house and your mother made you go over there and play with her friend's kids because he needs some, they needed somebody to play with? Like, that's no fun. You know, you, now, it may work out, but for the most part, it's like, I don't know, I don't know this dude and I don't want to play with him or this girl and I don't want to play with him. You're forced. The Lord doesn't want that. Just like we don't want that, God doesn't want that. All he asks is that we give back to him what he gave to us. Acts of service, that's Jesus' love language. And Paul encapsulates that in Romans when he says that we should be living sacrifices. We all want to be loved like we love. So love God like that. He's given us everything by giving up everything. So don't hold on too tightly to life or the things that you have. Instead, give it back to him, trusting that his love is enough to sustain us. So here's the play. If you know God, you'll love him. And as you learn to love him, you'll give yourself for him. We give ourselves to him through sacrificial love. It's your man, the myth, the legend, the voice with this week's time out. All right, time to get back in the game of life. Until next week, ready, break. <laughs>